Welcome to this podcast. This is our 17th podcast and it is on courage and the struggle with fear. Welcome to the Linda Brightman podcast. I'm your host, Linda Brightman. God has called me to build the identity of Christians. Whether you're a new Christian or a seasoned leader, let me ask you one question. If I could crawl inside your mind for 24 hours, would I have a good day? Hi, I'm Linda Brightman. Welcome to this podcast. This podcast is on courage and struggling with fear. How we endeavor to have courage at the same time, we're in a fear battle. And I have a special guest with me today who I've really just recently fallen in love with. Her name is Rachel. Her name is Rachel Tenpenny. And she is a founder of this tea company that makes us all feel good. Um, You know, she's just a brilliant woman, a mother. And she is, and I love the way this this description, she's a fierce, emotional, and well-being advocate. So she speaks and writes honestly about her journey through grief, and she's devoted to helping others find emotional healing and well-being. She used to live in my neck of the woods in Southern California. I don't know if I told you I'm in Oceanside, but um, she now lives in Virginia. She'd like to come back here, so we're going to pray her back. (laughs) at some point and all in God's will and God's timing. But um, Rachel, like all of us, myself included, we, we have courage that God has downloaded into us. And at the same time, we are in a battle like this fear thing that we wrestle with and that we, we fight. So we're going to talk about that, that today. So, Welcome back, Rachel. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Tell us about the, that dynamic, the rest, the courage and the wrestle of fear and what's going on in your life. Sure. So, you know, 10 years ago, after my baby daughters died, I went on this journey to heal from grief. Okay, wait, back up. This is a new audience. Tell them what happened 10 years ago. So in 2008, I had twin baby girls named Aubrey and Ellie who lived for only a couple of weeks. Um, Ellie died when she was seven days old and Aubrey died when she was 13 days old. And it was one of those life events that just, it blindsided me and it rocked me to the core. And the last, you know, decade of my life has been about not only my own healing journey, but about my passion and commitment to help other people heal. I think what gets so tricky sometimes though, and I've seen this in my own life is I wish I could say that that was my first and last, you know, enormous event, you know, life event, but it it wasn't, you know, and I didn't know then that, you know, I would also go through a divorce. I'm very recently divorced. My divorce was just final at the end of March and the last year going through that divorce has been one of the hardest things I've ever done. And that's coming from a woman who's buried two children, you know, and I've been a Christian for a long time as well, but I would be lying to say that fear hasn't been a real struggle in my life. You know, I have two little boys. I am 3000 miles away from home. 
I am 38 years old and I'm starting all over again. And there are nights that I lay awake and I think, okay, God, how is this going to go? And even though I know that I serve a good God and a generous father who has done nothing but perform miracles, and that could seriously be a separate podcast, what God has done in my life. And I'm here to tell you, anybody who's going through something hard, especially a divorce where it feels so contrary to God's word, it feels so wrong, there's so much regret, so much heartbreak, so much anger, like divorce is so hard, I can still tell you that you are loved that you are lavishly loved and that you serve a God who is not holding it against you, but who is doing everything in his power to help you heal and help you grow and bring you into life abundantly. And I'm still in the journey, but you know, the Bible tells us 366 times, do not fear, have no fear, fear not. Yet, I probably tell myself 366 times a day, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, you know, and I get tired. I get exhausted battling this fear that I know that I shouldn't have, you know, and learning to have courage has been an enormous metamorphosis for me. And when we were talking earlier and you were using the word, you know, cocoon, that's exactly how I felt, you know, I... I, I couldn't just hide forever. You know, God was doing a work in me, but it, I have to, you know, he will complete the work that he started. But that also means, you know, he has to take us through painful steps. And, you know, courage is not not feeling fear. Courage is doing what you know you need to do, even though you're still afraid. Yeah. Um, and And that can be, even more scary because because you don't want to do it. I've <laughs> many times I don't well, want to do that's this. <laughs> what, that's what fear produces. You know, before we got on this podcast, I want to tell the audience is I had a word for Rachel and I could see a, a God building this backbone in her that was just glowing gold. And he, it's like he was creating a new spine in her. And I want to share this with the audience because I feel this word is for many of you out there as this backbone is one of courage. And that's how we ended up doing this podcast right now. Cause just minutes prior to recording this podcast, we were discussing this and I saw that backbone in her and the backbone gets formed as we go through these trials and these difficult uh, passages, seasons that we're in. I mean, you know, you guys, some of you know, I, my husband died a year and a half ago and I've been in a, a season of, establishing a new life as a single woman and it's not easy and I'm finding even now a year and a half down the road there are pockets of grief in me I mean a lot of you guys know me uh, and have heard me minister places and I'm very strong I'm a very strong woman of God and my faith is strong but there are pockets of grief and we all feel it it's like none of us have arrived in such a way that we're you know pulling and Enoch and translating all the way up to heaven suddenly. It's like we're, we deal with these things. And God, see, to transform us, we have to go through the fire and we have to end up in the cocoon. There is no other way. There's no way from the caterpillar to the butterfly except through the cocoon. And that's where he, he's placed you, Rachel, for a season as he's transforming you. 
share with us like how how do you balance all of that well, first of all, I actually don't believe in balance. I think okay. life is about choices, you know, and I think you have to really establish your value system and then make your decisions according to that value system. And some seasons in life tip one way and some seasons in life tip another, you know, like I have two boys right now and, you know, they, there's no balance with, with boys. You know, I, I had a mom ask me, you know, when do you get your me time? I said, you know, I, I don't get a lot of me time. Now, granted, I believe that we need to love ourselves, you know, and loving myself is loving my children. So I'm not saying that we should, you know, sacrifice ourselves on the altar of, you know, motherhood. Um, but I know what my values are. And so there are certain things that are just not part of my life right now because of I'm devoted to my children. But at the same time, you know, that will change as life changes. And so it may look imbalanced, but to me, it it doesn't it works because everything is according to my value system and when i'm off and i'm not living according to my value system then i try to get back on back on track um you know but also i think you know i read i binge listen to podcasts <laughs> that's how i keep my sanity um you know but i also and i pull my my good friends close people who can speak life into me i keep yeah. them close um, you know, and then I just like, I am so relentlessly committed and trust me, I'm not a perfect person. Like if I really sat down and told you all the things of my life, there isn't a single thing, you know, I think we've all, we've all done our things. We've all made our bad choices. We've all had to own our own stuff and work through, you know, repentance and redemption and, and with the Lord. But what I'm learning right now is in the midst of the overwhelm, you know, when those moments when the fear grips me, when I feel so alone, I am learning to have a love encounter with my Savior that I never learned before now. And I'm a firm believer that I don't think God makes things happen to us to teach us lessons or because without it, we wouldn't be who we wanted right. us to be. Right. I think things just happen. Life happens. We make bad decisions. Other people's choices affect us. Like it's so very complicated. But the miracle is that God promises that he will transform us through it for our good, that he will use it to shape us into who he intended for us to be. And that's where the hope comes from, that we are not subject to situations outside of our control that are just going to wreck us and we just have to see how we end up, that God promises us that when we come out of the other end, he's got us. We are going to be not only okay, but we are going to be even better because he will not let what was sent for our destruction destroy us. He intervenes and uses it for our good. And if I didn't have that promise, I don't think I could get up in the morning, to be honest with you. If I didn't believe that my heavenly father was making sure that I am not destroyed, but instead redeemed, I don't think I could get up. You know, Rachel, I can not only hear the passion in your voice, but I hear the tenderness. I hear the softness and I hear the vulnerability and I hear it's like there are tears right underneath the surface. Um, and I, and I so appreciate you being transparent and real with us today i um grief is a tricky thing and you go up and down and in and out and sometimes 
to the world you don't even look like you're grieving and then at other times it's it's just so very very difficult but and that can be that can be tricky you know for me running a business you know having t motions where our entire mission is helping people heal and put the pieces of their heart back together again there are times when i feel this enormous pressure <laughs> you know because i am sort of you know leading the charge here because i do believe in healing and i do believe in hope and i have experienced the last decade of of what God's love can do. You know, I, after Aubrey Nelly died, I never thought I'd be okay again. And that is not how it ended up. I have had joy. I have had peace. I have seen God restore what I thought was impossible, Mm -hmm. you know, but then life happens again. And now I'm back on the other side and, you know, but I pray, I say, Lord, help me remember so that I can grow in compassion so that I'm never so far removed that I forget what other people are really feeling. Because I think when you can connect with that and you can remember how bad it hurts sometimes, that's where real support and real healing can happen. You know, Rachel, before my husband died, I too, I thought, how am I going to do this life thing? And actually, six months before he died, I went to him and I said, I can't do this. I can't do life without you. I can't. I can't do this. And God really got a hold of me because I, after I, after those words came out of my mouth, I seriously started circling the toilet. I was not doing well. And my closest friend came to me and said, Les is going to die, but so are you if you don't snap out of it. And this, you don't even look like yourself because I was speaking things contrary to God mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Co- contrary to what, who I know he is. And so I repented and I repented to God and to my husband. And then um, after he died, I needed to out loud speak words of courage over me. I had to say out loud, I'm going to make it. I will get through this. And when I started staying here, uh, you know, living in this big house at first, I'd hear noises in the middle of the night and I'd be up looking through the house, you know, and I thought, I can't live like this. I'm not here by myself anymore. So I talked to my neighbor, he's 88 years old. And I said, Hugh, I hear noises in the night, my house. And he said, look, my house makes noises. Houses make noise. And you know what? (laughs) When he said that, I thought, yeah. And that was it. I didn't get up in the night. I mean, if I heard glass breaking downstairs, I would. And I'd probably, you know, take my baseball bat or something even more strong, (laughs) which I won't say with me. But um, I, uh, you know, I had to overcome basic fears of being a single woman on her own. And I had to speak words of courage and life over me to really align myself with what God has given me. I mean, and he said he knew we would face fear. I mean, he said in Joshua, be strong and of good courage for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's for us, Rachel, and that's for the listeners, is to be strong and of good courage because he is with us. Yeah, well, and I think you make a really important point, though, about the power of speaking courage over yourself or just speaking life-giving words in general, you know, 
God spoke the entire universe into creation through words. Like words create worlds. Words are powerful and words can tear us down and words can build us up. And so we do, you know, we've talked about the renewing of our minds before, you know, but this is one of those times where sometimes the discipline is in the words we speak over ourselves. It's not changing the feeling because the feeling can come and go one minute. I'm terrified. The next minute I'm not, that doesn't change what is true. And what is true is my God is with me and do not fear, fear not, have no fear 366 times. That's one for every day of the year. Even <laughs> You know, he wouldn't have said that if we weren't going to be bombarded with fear. But here's the thing. And uh, my ministry is all based around identity and, and what comes out of our mouth. It's like that is much of the foundation of what God has called me to. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. So I can speak life and I can speak death. I choose life. So those are the words that are going to come out. Now, just like you have admitted, it's not like we're a hundred percent perfect all the time. Uh, we're, you know, we're just real people. We're human people making our way uh, through this world. But I know life and death is in the tongue. And I know that it is my, it's me stewarding my mouth so that I speak words that, that where I purposefully align myself with heaven and how heaven sees me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm nodding my head on the other <laughs> side of the microphone. No, I, I think that's powerful. I, I heard a speaker once talk about how, you know, we are what we will we are not what we feel or what we think. We are what we will. So where we put our energy is what we become. And we can feel scared, but if we will life-giving words over ourselves, that's you, the direction where we go. Or we can feel you know, unworthy or feel unloved. But when we speak truth, we will ourselves past, you know, beyond letting allowing our feelings to be the only thing and feelings are not bad you know i teach a very important class on feelings i have a program called heart stewardship and i teach you know you are talking about stewarding your tongue you know i help people steward their hearts and one of the things i teach about feelings is feelings are not right or wrong good or bad we don't have to fear our feelings or hate our feelings actually paying attention to our feelings does not mean that they're going to overtake us and overpower us Feelings are clues that tell us what's going on in our heart. They're pieces of information and they deserve to be listened to because once we listen to them, then we can decide what we're going to do about what we discover. You know, and so we don't have to, I think oftentimes in the church, we're just told, you know, not to you listen to our feelings. We just have to make sure we listen to them in the right way because then when we listen to them and what they're really telling us is going on in our heart, we can do what you're saying and speak life over ourselves mm-hmm. as needed. You know, when we realize, oh, I'm, I'm hurting, I'm scared, I'm whatever, I'm angry, I'm resentful. We speak courage, we speak forgiveness, mm-hmm. we speak restoration, we speak holiness, we speak all these things that give life, you know, because Jesus did not come to give us rules or regulations or to punish us or to, you know, whip us into shape. He came to give us life and life abundantly. 
And so much of that comes from whether we believe truth or lies. And many of those are the, the voices in our heads. Yeah. You know, Rachel, as you were speaking, I could, uh, picking up on that golden backbone of yours that I really feel is for many who are listening to this, that the trial that you're going through is creating this heavenly spine in you. And as you were talking, I see that that spine is courage. And it's a God thing as we engage with him and believe him for what he says is true about us and what's, what's true about us and who he is as we engage with him that it's like our, I want to say spine is transformed into this heavenly courageous um, core of who we are, who he is building us up to be. And what I, that is about uh, really is trusting God. So to the listeners today, I want to say, trust God with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. You know the verse out of Proverbs, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. But it's simple right now. It's like for the listeners, life and death and the power of the tongue. Okay, what comes out of your mouth today is, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. If you want to add one thing, say, I don't lean on my own understanding. I trust you. And that covers it. So it's a simple thing. Begin to posture yourself in agreement with heaven and say, I trust you, God. As that process, as he takes you into the cocoon and that process of rebuilding your spine is taking place. And uh, also what we didn't talk about, what we did in a previous podcast with Rachel is that she's created a line of tea, you know, tea that you drink that uh, brings a lot of strength and comfort and hope and positivity just with what she has put together. And I know we talked about it in the last podcast, but can you share just like capsulize it? Sure. I can, I can recap it real quickly. Okay. Um, so, uh, Tea Motions, my sister and I have the company together, and we created a line of teas that contain herbs called adaptogens that actually foster emotional well-being and stress support in the body. So although our teas are medicinal in nature, they really have uh, physiological um, abilities to help with you know, anxiety, depression, uh, self-esteem, inner strength, like all these amazing emotional qualities. They taste absolutely delicious. They're award-winning flavor profiles. Um, and we just help educate people to use them as powerful tools for healing um, and self-awareness and comfort. Um, we are just passionate about helping people put the pieces of their hearts back together again. And where do they find the tea? Teamotionstea.com. Spell it. T-E-A-M-O-T-I-O-N-S-T-E-A. So all word, all one word, teamotionstea.com. Okay. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for joining me today with this. And, um, you know, I just want to pray over you guys listening uh, about what we talked about and encourage you to, to speak life over yourself and to be kind to yourself in the process of um, we all 
you know, go through times of struggling with fear. And, and it's like we can be courageous and fearful at the same time. I know, sounds like a contradiction, but Rachel even said it. You, you have fear, but you do it anyway. And I think Joyce Meyer said that. Do it anyway. So, Father, in Jesus' name, today, as a mother in the faith, I speak words of life over the people listening. God, I proclaim courage and strength and fortitude and an inner, inner strength and a, a building of that inner core, that spine um, of courage and trusting you in the name of Jesus. I call forth strength in your bride in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that uh, we stand on a solid rock, and that solid rock is you. And as we wrestle and struggle with things that, that endeavor to, to bring fear upon us, we continually turn to you, we continually speak your word, and we continually say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I trust you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Rachel, so much. Bless you. Thank you.